Hi, I'm Tasia, and this is my husband, Brett, and welcome to Amadeo Dispatch. This is our first ever episode, and I can't say that we haven't gotten off without a hitch because it's been sheer chaos since we said we're going to sit down and we're going to do this tonight. This has been something that's been on our hearts for some time. We have um, gotten some uh, feedback from our church that's been well received and they uh, have been encouraging to us. And so we are bringing you now um, our first episode. So the purpose of the intent of Amadeo Dispatch, Amadeo means lover of God. And God, uh, when we intend to pursue God's heart, God pursues our heart in return. And so that's what you're going to hear a lot of is just our heart's desires um, going after God's heart. So uh, today, episode one, we are going to actually go into a series of first off, because, you know, go big or go home, right? So uh, we're going to go through the upside down kingdom, the idea of the upside down kingdom. So just a little bit of research that I did, um, Upside Down Kingdom is intended to convey the way the kingdom of God challenges the prevailing social order of the world. So there's four points to this. The first point is to become a leader. You must become a servant, which is our first point that we're going to talk about today. Later on, we're going to talk about other points about dying to self, um, getting back at your enemy, and um, how to become rich. So we're just going to open today um, with a reading from Matthew 20, uh, 26 through 28. <clears throat> It says, and this is the red letters, so we know they're important. <clears throat> it's not the way among you, but whosoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whatever wishes to be first among you shall be your slaves. And just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So along with the research uh, that I mentioned earlier one of the a quotes that I came from uh, came to the table with was from Ken Wistrema um, from the book Pursuing Justice the call to live and die for bigger things and he said the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom it beckons us to gamble all to trust all to trust radically and to come and die so that we may live to give our lives away. So the main reason why I wanted uh, Brett to be here uh, today with me on this very first episode is not only is he my guinea pig, but also because uh, he has such a servant's heart. And that's one of the things that attracted me to him uh, when he and I first started dating. And um, he tells the story so poignantly about um, his servitude in a previous church that he used to attend before he and I met. Um, I don't know, it's, <clears throat> but let's back up. When I was, uh, before I was a teenager, 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere in there, I spent about six uh, months in a foster facility. Long drawn that story, not a big deal. Um, and by all places they put me was in the home of a Baptist preacher. And so he was very stringent and, you know, we learned our verses and we, Yada, yada, yada. And probably the verse that stuck with me the most uh, that I can remember to this day, and I did pull up a 
a copy to make sure I didn't botch it. But um, Psalms 8410 is for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And for some reason, over 40 years, that has stuck with me. And uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, I had a wonderful uh, family growing up. Uh, went to church all my life. This was just something that was embedded in me. Um, and and I'm the guy in the background. I'm the guy. I don't have to be announced. I don't have to be thanked or applauded. I'm the guy in the background that just helps make things work. Um, it's just kind of what I've always done. And so uh, I kind of got away from church for a little while. And when the cowboy church movement started, oh, it's been 10, 12 years ago, um, that to me seemed like a dream come true. I mean, where else can you go to set and have biscuits and gravy on the morning before you listen to the preacher preach? I mean, it's just, and part of, uh, I guess my job started out pretty close to day one was to be the door greeter. Um, there was a kind word to every person that walked through the door, you know, you help me and mom pop all through the door and get them seated and that that just was a natural uh place for me to be and i didn't think i would as servitude or as a job or that was just where i was supposed to be um later on kind of as things went <clears throat> um we got into anytime you have cowboys you got cooking and that's kind of my my venture that i do dutch oven black pot cast iron um, and so it was it was always a way for me to serve in a capacity in my church to help feed many. Um, we had rotating shifts where we fixed breakfast every Sunday morning. We fixed supper every Wednesday night. Um, and that just become part of what we did. Uh, and I was part of that. I by no means led that or um, I'm not going to tell you I've had 350 people. I had a wonderful team that helped us feed 350 people um, so I, I always want my team to have credit my team uh, no matter which and my team is always different it's never the same three people it's always no matter what I'm doing is always different people and I always want them to get the credit that they deserve but just being somebody's got to tap up that bulletin somebody's got to print those bulletins off somebody's got to clean the church somebody's got to clean the bathroom um, there's many ways to be a servant in your church. It's, you know, there's people out there who's real shy and don't want their name mentioned and don't want um, to be attention brought to them. There are many ways to help out in your church that that uh, you've got a specialty somewhere. Um, I can clean the toilet if I have to. Um, I've got no problems doing that. If that's what they need, that's what I'll do. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of real shy and reserved and... Um, Okay, I'm a, pe I, I'm a people person, and so the door seemed to be the place for me. That's not what I was first episode. I was just exaggerating a little, <laughs> um, but I was I was talking to our new pastor the other day. We went to a concert here several years ago, and John three sixteen, which is a wonderful organization, um, they had a group there that made shirts, and they were handing out shirts for free, and it had all the sponsors and who was there, and, and across the very back shoulders and probably three and a half four inch letters that says servant. And that's one of my favorite shirts because whether I'm at my church, whether I'm at my job, whether it's uh, cooking for one of the many clubs that we're involved in, 
or cleaning up the woods or whatever we're doing, we all can be servants. We're all supposed to be servants. Um, and so that's just kind of the, the path that I've been led down all my life um, to help, to be there, to stand in, to, to blend in, to, you know, my, my goal is to make it happen. Whatever I got to do to make it happen, I'll do my best to make sure that's done. Um, whether it's a Sunday morning service or a, a prayers team, altar team, cooking, cleaning, whatever we got to do. Um, my, my, I always joke with people and it sounds kind of harsh, but I can't go home till it's done. And that's the way I look at all my jobs is I can't go home until it's done. And so that's just kind of what carries me through, um, to get motivated to get it done, I guess. So I read, um, something when I was a teenager about when you do a job, or you go to a job, don't do it as you're serving man, you're working for your boss, but do it like you're working for Jesus, that you're serving Jesus. And I really had to develop that attitude with where I work now, where I came into uh, this environment. There was a lot of, just to be frank, laziness. And I can be lazy and I most definitely want to be lazy most times, but I knew that things had to get done and instead of asking people for help or asking uh, for it to get done, I just did it myself. And, you know, one day um, I was walking out the door is getting ready to go to work. And honestly, I was starting to experience a little bit of burnout and I just had this little pity party for myself and I was praying while I was doing, it. I'm like, you know what, God, like, why am I the chosen one? Like, why have you intended for me to take this path, to be the better person, to be the bigger person? I'm wore out. I'm exhausted. Um, and nobody cares. Nobody notices. Nobody sees the work that I put into it. Nobody takes notice of the work that I put into uh, my job and, and, and what I'm doing. And it was maybe a matter of a week, maybe. I think. And I uh, was approached by my boss who said, hey, I want you to know the job you're doing is, has not gone unnoticed. And for recognition of that, I want you to be one of um, my supervisors. And my literal words, when he asked me if I would be interested in it, I kind of had some uh, reservations and I had asked about a couple of other people. He told me um he had some reservations about those people uh himself um and that he thought that I was the best choice and at that point in time he told me he said I need somebody with a backbone and it's kind of funny now we joke back and forth about that backbone sometimes we we clash but he's a great boss uh, he's a great leader and he's really taught me a lot um and just that pat on the back has really helped me and helped my demeanor because after that it's like God knew that I needed that message from him because after that I was okay I still do my job to this day um, not for the recognition but I did get that little bit of recognition for God to say hey I see you and I see what you're doing um when <clears throat> when I hired on to my job it's been working on two years now um, I had an interview with several of the big wigs in the company that I work for. And I'm a maintenance supervisor now for 
uh, a local company who has several properties. And they told me, they said, uh, what do you feel your number one goal here is? And at that time, I was just applying for a maintenance span job. Um, what do you think your main goal here is? And trying to come up with the right answer turned out to be the wrong answer. Um, I said, I'm here to protect the company assets. And they said, no. I said, your number one job here is to protect the tenants. And mm -hmm. that was the right answer, but it wasn't the answer that I thought was going to get me the job because it's time I really needed a job. So, um, but it was kind of a smack in the head to saying, hey, you know, you need to get back to where you're supposed to be here. So, um, but yeah, that's true. Um, I have to balance making sure I'm a, a good steward of my company's money and it's being spent well in the proper places, but I have to take care of my people that uh, rely on me to uh, provide them a good environment to live in. So, And even as you have moved up <clears throat> in your organization, what you just said about scrubbing toilets, if you have to, you've had to do that. Mm -hmm. You've had to clean tenants' houses and some of the apartments, the pictures that he has sent has been atrocious. But I can say undoubtedly that you haven't shrank from that work. You haven't po posted off on somebody else. You've actually done it. Well, nobody else did it too. Yeah. And so <laughs> that in itself, <clears throat> I think speaks volumes that um, you're willing to scrub the toilets and you're willing to scrape the tile and whatnot. And I made sure that we just joined uh, Light in the Wilderness Church uh, membership. We've been going there for several months, but we just uh, applied for our membership here not long ago. And on the application, it asked you what areas that you would like to um, uh, serve in. And I remember as a kid, like I was asking God in this same church about where he wanted me to serve like if it was to clean the bathrooms or if it was to sing on stage which I'm not very good at but I'm all about going up there and, and praising God and, and leading worship or sweeping the floor after service um and I made sure that I put that down. Uh, not only did I put down the podcast, but I did. I put down those things about cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the church on certain, you know, certain days when the ladies have to come in, cleaning the bathrooms. I wanted them to know that they weren't going to offend me by asking, hey, can you grab them off the broom and, and come over here and sweep this up? Um, because we'll look at David and David being a shepherd. Mm -hmm. and God appointed him to be the king. It's a pretty big promotion. Yeah. Um, we had an event uh, not long ago at the church where they, oh, it was back at Christmas, um, <clears throat> and they wanted to do uh, breakfast with Santa and have the kids come in. And so pastor's wife came to me and asked me, she said, would you be willing to help cook for that? I said, you bet. And so uh, we worked out what we wanted and how we was going to do it in all nine yards, and I showed up there, and I started cooking i had another couple that come in and was helping uh just get stuff going first time cooking in this church where's everything at where's it all go back and i reached out and i pulled the cabinet door open and it the bottom hinge was loose and broke and somebody said something oh yeah we've been trying to get around to get that taken care of and, and so we got finished cooking and serving and the kids were going through their routine about what they were going to do all the time. <coughs> I went out to the truck to put some some of my pans and stuff up, and oh, there's laying an impact and a screw. Well, let's just go in and fix cabinet. I mean, it, it needs to be done. I don't know how long it's been. 
it's it's hard sometimes just to remember, hey, I need to bring a screw and a screwdriver. I'm the world's worst about that around here. And I'm not trying to brag, okay? Don't don't get that. But it was just something that was seen that needed to do, needed done. And I just had the tools laying there. So let's just knock it out of the way and fix it and be done with it. Well, in that same scenario, I remember you coming home and telling the story about the stove, the ovens, not having enough oven mm -hmm. space. And so trying to find a different oven and where our church has overgrown so much that they have actually put everybody out into the gym. And the sanctuary itself is actually the, the original church is the kids use most often. So there was a oven in that other building. And instead of complaining, Brett adapted and overcame to his circumstances and didn't stand there and go, okay, God, what do I need to do? He didn't complain that he didn't have the right appliances or ample room in his appliances to perform his duty he just did it well when we were talking about it and i was like you know it'd really be nice we have another stove in here and one of the members there's like hey you know there's another oven over next door and i'm like let's use it um it took a lot of running but we got it done I mean, we got the purpose taken care of um but I, sometimes you just got to make do with what you got well he did the same thing at the <laughs> the children's home and my fellow that time mm -hmm. that was you cooking burgers mm -hmm. for everybody and in the main industrial kitchen at the children's home campus the oven went out <laughs> no no the grills wouldn't light oh it was the grill yeah. <clears throat> the grill wouldn't come up and so the pastor pastor bobby cole okay. uh, at that point in time was on a little bit of a panic mode the red button hadn't been pushed yet but <laughs> but if you know bobby cole you know he's generally that close to on the anyway. <laughs> I just told him, said, Bobby, just go on. We'll take care of it. So we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. But yeah, there's always a way. He just has to sometimes smack me in the head and point at it and say, hey, over here. You know, so. I think that's what makes you a good leader. And I think that's what God looks for in good leaders uh, is that aptitude of, I'll just do it. We'll make it work one way or another. Make it work. I, I've never in my life, I've, I've cooked um, cakes and they've half done, cooked cakes and they've been burnt. Um, if you put a pot, an iron pot over a campfire, they're going to eat it one way or another. And so most times, <laughs> most times folks are just glad enough to get it. They're willing to cut you a little bit of slack if it's a little cold or a little raw or a little uh, overdone. And I've, I've burnt my share promise you that's part of the game it's part of learning and uh, most people are uh, appreciative enough to be able to handle a little bit of burnt on the bottom or or something but most times it's just uh you gotta find what's where your serving spot is um there's there's always a spot and if not you can be the backup to somebody who's doing that because mm -hmm. There's going to be a sickness. There's going to be vacations, stuff like that. Um, so there's a spot for you in, in every church, in every community, in every home uh, for you to be a servant. Um, my job here, um, I have to make sure the princess has her supper every night um, whenever she's home and ready. So that's my job here. And since the dishwasher's broke, I got to do the dishes too. So. If I could just figure out how to fix the dishwasher, it would change. I help out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he does. So any any last thoughts on to become a leader? You must become a servant. 
generally if you become a good servant, the leadership will come to you. Um, people, you think, like she was talking about with her uh, her boss, somebody's noticing because if nobody else is doing it and you weren't doing it, then more than likely the boss was having to do it. And if the boss noticed someone is getting it done, he's going to start looking to see who's taking care of that. And that's going to, uh, Sky is going to rank pretty high in their book, knowing that they've got somebody they can count on to take care of things like that. So if you become a good servant, the leadership part, I feel, will come to you. So. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our first ever episode of Amadeo Dispatch. Thank you for staying with us um, through this almost painless journey. It has been a struggle. We're just going to go over time just a little bit. It's been a little bit of a struggle to get this on. Our December and our January were rough, very rough. And I would even say a part of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we've had two deaths. Uh, Brett and I foster. We currently have one foster placement. And um, we had two. And uh, the way we describe that situation was a tornado. Um, and unfortunately it just didn't work out. Um, our little one, he needed some, uh, more care than what we were able, able and capable of providing for him. So, um, we just really haven't had any downtime mm -hmm. and I've, we've asked for prayers a lot, uh, from our church family and from, uh, the, uh, Thirsty Soul Project online ministry uh, for prayers because the enemy has just hit hard and just getting this episode up and going he was hitting us just like that trying to trying to nail us down Brett was invisible while I go <laughs> he was doing algebra which is not good yeah no. yeah I'm in a whole lot better mood today than what I was yesterday was. about algebra so anyway we're gonna um call this a success and uh, we hope that you enjoyed it and hope that you join us on the next one and if there's any algebra whizzes out there that's willing to tutor I kind of need somebody see you next time <laughs>